0: Morning, Dave. How are we? Very good, mate. Uh, it'll always be a special meeting for you that January at Magic Millions because it was a big win for you and Richard to, to get that horse to win Fashion Legend, a horse that uh, you picked out from the sales. Yeah, yeah, it
1: was. A, it was a great day. Um, you know, it was a bit of a anticlimactic day because obviously last year we—I think it was run on a Thursday. Yes. Um, because it got washed out, so. Um, but it was a. I watch the replays now with fondness, and He you know, was a special horse. He'll, he'll be forever a, a big, big part of my career. Probably was the first big win. Um, that certainly the first big win Richard and I had together, and um, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's it's nice, and you know we're on to the next. The the wheel keeps turning, so to speak. But he's debuting tonight for Casper Founds at. Happy Valley, so I'll be watching with interest, hopefully he performs well. You sort of hope that when, particularly when your owners retain them for, for things like this, you, you hope that they have success wherever they go. It's, um, but he was, uh, he was an old gem.
0: He certainly, uh, certainly was. So, yeah, he's had a couple of trials up there, and we see him tonight. That, of course, at 150, uh New South Wales time, if you're keen to stay up. Uh, race nine, number two, fashion legend. What about here uh, in Australia at Wong today? You've got, firstly, Silent Russian going around for the stable. Reese Jones on board. Uh, and you ran second at Newcastle last start. Um, how's the progression been since that run?
1: I think, uh, hard to say for him, he's he's not a flash track worker. He probably wouldn't beat a maiden at home um, in track work. But in terms of, um, I think his form reads pretty well for a race like this. I don't, I'm not sure it's the strongest uh, Benchmark 64 we've seen. Um, and I just think that he'll sit on speed, which is usually advantageous at, um, at Wyong, and he'll give a kick. So... Um, the only thing I fear is maybe he's he'll have a little bit of second-up syndrome. That would be my only okay. only query.
0: All right. That's silent Russian. Uh, what about uh, at Kimler? I see you scratched uh, tomorrow that my uh, Paloma. Is that just because of the barrier?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she probably just wanted a little bit more time. She was a bit disappointing first up, um, but she probably had a few excuses. She didn't really handle the day all that well, so still very green and, and needing a bit more time. But the one, that, the two that I'm thinking will probably bounce back, well, not bounce back for Rotorua, if she goes round on Friday at Canterbury. Um, but I think Shalonte will really bounce back if she runs this Saturday or next Wednesday. She's the one that I'd be keeping safe.
0: Yeah, she's in the 1100 on Saturday if she, of course, runs. Uh, because we just put a line through that soft track, don't we? Uh,
1: not necessarily no. soft track. She just had some... It's just had a niggly sort of, well, she didn't pull up all that well after her last run, just and a little bit of um, a little bit of anti-inflammatories in 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 her knees. I think is going to make a big difference. So um, just it's it's funny how very small things in in horses make big differences. So um, I would be keeping her safe.
0: What about uh, before we uh, wrap it up, mate? Uh, the three that you did have. In the noms, you've got to have those early noms. In for a three-year-old Magic Millions guineas, Navy Blood, Misty Legend, Showboat. I'm very interested in Misty Legend. I mean, he, he just things haven't just fallen into the plan with him. He he's beautifully and impeccably bred, and he's a lovely horse to look at too. Yeah,
1: he um he again he's one that he didn't pull up that well. Uh, you might actually had seen him at the barriers; he was a bit slow away, and I think he just pulled a muscle in behind. So, um. He, it's taken him a little bit of time to to just get over that but he had genuine excuses um after that run so uh he's a he's a horse with plenty of talent he's going he'll come back he'll come back even better when he when he gets back to the races he'd probably trial on monday all things being well and then we'll uh, like it he's got that much ability that he could take he could progress very quickly so he's yeah. um He's one to keep an
0: eye on. He certainly is. Um, and he's got that really beautiful blood, as I mentioned. Uh, have a good de- a day, mate. Actually, before I do wrap it up, obviously, we had that news. I've got to ask you about it. Um yeah. Had that news last week. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of water to roll under the bridge. But what was the initial, I guess, thought from you uh, for yourself and Richard? And I know you've done some media since that news. I'm talking about the Rose Hill track. Uh, like anything, um, see it when I believe it, when it actually sort of happens. But at least, you know, there's, there's discussion about it.
1: Yeah, uh, I think the main, in the main, we're all pretty happy to, um, to if it's the right move for racing. Like no one's going to get in the way, but we're just mainly concerned about what is going to be presented to us as our training facility as a replacement. Um, as long as that's world class and you know the envy of, of everybody to go and have a horse trained in this location, I think. It'll be pretty accepting. Um, my personal view is, I think the ATC need to be a community-based organisation with that much funds, with that many funds in investments. Uh, the Hong Kong Jockey Club do it very well. They they're involved in Happy Valley. They play kids' sport in the middle. Um, in they they have you know gyms, even libraries. They're just so ingrained into the community that the community have, a, have their back, so to speak. And I think that's what's held the Hong Kong Jockey Club in in strong terms, even with the change of government being now the Chinese influence. So I think racing could, I think the ATC could learn a lot from the Hong Kong Jockey Club if they're gonna come into such big amounts of money. But in terms of our staff and all that, I said to my staff, there's only one staff member of mine that's been with me for five years. so. At this point, he's the only one that should be concerned, and everybody else has got to prove that they'll they'll stay in racing that long. It can tend to be a high turnover, high turnover business because it's a, a staff-wise because it's it's quite a demanding lifestyle. But um, certainly, five years, a lot changes in five years.
0: And I guess one thing I want to ask you about too, Will, is you've travelled the world uh, when you were lucky enough to do the Godolphin Flying Start program. We are quite unique in this country where, an example, and I look at uh, ranwick I mean, that is a very, very unique situation where so many kilometres from a CBD, you have horse stabling infrastructure of that size. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you go all around the world. doesn't matter. I mean, as I said before, when I was chatting with Mitch Cohen, when that news broke to me last week, I was there in Hong Kong and we'd just done an interview with a local sports person who you know, they have to go into a ballot situation with other sports to try and gain access to a sporting field. So yep. the, the fact that we do have, um, you know, the setups we do have here, obviously we're blessed to have the land we have, but it is very unique because there's no really, no else really in the world where you can literally be training in a, what, couple of Ks from a, a you know, the CBD, CBD. Of, of a city. Yeah, absolutely. It's a
1: it's quite a rare instance, Um I think you'll find in years to come the vast majority of the training will move regionally um, only just for the mere sense that I think it's better for the horses to be trained in a, a more natural environment but um, and also you've got to keep in mind that the cost of living keeps rising, particularly in metropolitan areas and um, stable hands are finding it tougher and tougher to to keep pace with that so uh i think we'll find in in um in maybe it's 10 to 20 years we may all be regionally but i i think racing has to see this opportunity if it if it eventuates as a circuit breaker and say okay well this is the time we've got a chance to redefine and and re-strategize where we're going so um that's what I'm mostly excited about—is seeing what what racing can can manufacture out of this opportunity, and you know, make the most of that. Good to talk with you, uh, Will. Have a good day, mate. Cheers, Dave.